Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Comics Evolve, where we discuss all things around comics, media, culture, with your hosts, Andy, Jarian, and Alex. Welcome to Comics Evolve with myself, Andy Stead. And I'm Jarian Gibson. And I'm Alex Stroud. And we are back for the last show of 2023. Um, Jarian, how are you? Doing pretty good. I'm pretty much on a break right now. So just hanging out doing stuff around the house and uh, just, you know, getting ready for the holidays. How about you? Beautiful. I'm fine. Thank you. Alex, how are you? I'm doing great. I, uh, you know, made the mistake of waiting to order a few things for Christmas and uh, <laughs> I'm playing it close to the vest here. I got like a few things arriving on Sunday. So looking nice. forward to uh, those getting in. So. <laughs> kind of fine yeah <laughs> definitely yeah uh we've got a couple of bits left to do but yeah looking forward to the uh to the christmas period so it's always fun um not going to young young children anymore in the family but you know it's always fun to get together i was literally just saying earlier on that um the thing i like most about christmas is the fact that you get you you spend lots of time with people you know you spend lots of time with uh, with family and friends and uh, i quite like that because usually we don't have time for it do we you know we're too busy too busy to meet up for that you know that drink or that meal or whatever it is and uh, this gives us that excuse um but yeah so we're gonna talk about a few things today we're gonna talk about what if that starts as of friday we've got one episode a day for the nine days we're going to talk about echo which has been bumped up a little bit we're going to get that a little bit earlier than we expected which is nice uh, and we're going to chat about some news and rumours and obviously that big piece of news, um, Marvel letting go Jonathan Majors and uh, what are they going to do with Kang? We're going to get into that. But let's start with What If because that's the closest thing we've got coming up. Um, they released a new trailer last week, I believe, or it, it, sort of uh, some clips. And um, I love how it started. It started with... Um, Jeffrey Wright's watcher saying, um, um, let me tell you my favorite Yuletide story. And But the best thing about that was that we got, he was showing Captain Carter, the um, the uh, Idrisil, the uh, the world tree from the Loki season two finale. And it was decorated with Christmas lights, which was quite fun. But um, so obviously we've, we've already got that carryover from Loki season two into What If, which is great. Speaking of that too, did you guys, uh, Marvel has a Lego advent calendar and for the past three years now, they've released an advent calendar. This year, the advent calendar came out way early and guess what one of the characters in the advent calendar is? Loki on the throne. So they actually gave, Lego actually gave that away months in advance and nobody really noticed until the end of Loki season two. That's awesome. That is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Um, I find it interesting that the watch is showing Captain Carter. Yeah, obviously Captain Carter's got some sort of real, you know, um, big role to play in in the watch's plans. You know, he's reached out and spoken to her and uh, he's showing her the world tree. Wasn't she one of the ones he pulled, though, from different universes, though, in the first season? So they kind of... I wonder if it's the same Captain Carter or a different Captain Carter in that aspect. Because... I'm not sure. It feels like they're doing something kind of weird here where, like, I feel like we're going to see the Watcher maybe pull her in, and then we've got that episode later on where it's like, what if Doctor Strange, I think, pulled, like, everything. I don't remember exactly what the title is. It is, uh, what if Strange Supreme intervened? It's the last episode. 
And it makes me like wonder like what happens if the watcher goes missing and he mm-hmm. goes and like pulls like um that you know that that um what was her name? Sharon Carter not Sharon Carter. Captain um, Carter. Pe- Pe- yeah, yep. Captain Carter, but Peggy Carter. Peggy. Um yeah, but um he goes and pulls that Peggy Carter, and maybe the watcher shows her something, and then the watcher goes missing, and then Strange Supreme intervenes and like pulls everybody in and that he plays that kind of uh, watcher role, I guess, like towards the end of this. Yeah, I wonder whether we're going to get that same similar sort of thing that we had from the the first season, where they weren't really connected mm-hmm. at all until they were. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That they weren't connected. You didn't have to see the previous one, and then right at the end, it kind of went. Well, actually, we're going to bring these together a little bit. Which, I mean, it's kind of like an anthology series, but it's also not like an anthology series, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it is, but, like, it's just, like, one of those things where it's, like, I don't really think enough, really, like, of those episodes in season one really build off of each other until the very final, like, two-part episode that they did. I don't even really think there was any overlap, to be honest. No, I I, I didn't mind that, though. That I, mm. I, I quite enjoyed that. It was quite nice to, to be able to watch just sort of separate, um, you know, episodes. So we've got a few other things going on as well, haven't we? We've got this one about the Ten Rings. John, have you got the list of episodes there? Yes, I do right in front of me. So there are nine episodes, and starting on Friday, we will have the nine episodes of What If uh, for the Christmas season here. So episode one, the first one uh, on December 22nd, is going to be What If Nebula Joined the Nova Corps? So there you have that one there. Uh, episode two of the next day will be what if Peter Quill attacked Earth's Mightiest Heroes? Now, this one's interesting because remember, we saw Ego po- uh, approaching Quill at the end of season one where he was like in a restaurant, uh, like a McDonald's or Burger King or something like that, I think. Mm-hmm. Some kind of restaurant, fast food joint. Queen. Yeah, yeah right. It was Dairy Queen. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, entering the sea. So if we actually see Peter actually get Ego's powers, becoming Ego kind of. A play on um, Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2. Christmas Eve. What if Happy Hogan saved Christmas? Um, And they're saying this has a little bit of a diehard angle to it from what I've read and heard out there. So that'll be interesting. Uh, He's kind of the the John McClane role possibly in this uh, episode if you've seen the Die Hard series. Um, Episode 4. What if Iron Man crashed into the Grand Master? Now this was the one from Season 1 that uh, got pushed because of the deadline, because of the COVID stuff. And this is where we'll see. We saw a glimpse when they pulled uh, Gamora in from the multiverse stuff of that one. And we have the Lego toy as as well from that, where it goes into um, a car also. So th- they're doing that one. But it was like, what if he went to Sakaar was the one, but now they're changing it, crashed into the Grandmaster. So... Which, you know, I think it would be so cool if they just did, like, the what-if spin on that is in the first Avengers movie, he pilots that missile into space. Like, what if he just, like, was lost in space yeah. and the Grandmaster grabs him and pulls him there to Sakaar and then they just kind of play with that? That'd be kind of cool. I think that would be something that would be kind of smooth. Or they could just have, like, an in-game when he's lost in space and running out of oxygen, basically. Like, instead of Captain Marvel finding him, he's found by, like, the Grandmaster's people. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool with the the nuke missile. Maybe the explosion blew him off into a wormhole somewhere to the Hulk when he was in the uh, Quinjet, went through a wormhole and landed on Sakaar, where they kind of switched up to that one right there. But also, yeah, you're you're pretty right on the the in-game one if he was lost in space as well. Mm -hmm. Um, The next one is, what if Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stomper? And that's also possibly one from Season 1 at the end where she found it in the the storage and he was still in, Steve was still in the Hydra Stompers. 
<clears throat> that's interesting. Um, what if the Kahori reshaped the world? So this is one that they're going back to like 1689 or something like that. I can't remember. So this is an interesting one. And they're introducing a new character too as well. Um, what if Hela found the Ten Rings? So we're getting Hela back. We're going to get uh, Odin in this episode. We're going to get uh, Win Woon or anything. So this one's going to be interesting to see how that happens. I'm super excited for that episode, and I think a lot of people are. And to be honest, like, you know, you've got Win Wu who's had the rings for, like, at least a thousand years. And in the MCU, we know that Odin came to Earth, like, over a thousand years ago to bring the Tesseract. So it kind of, like, gives me hope that maybe he comes to Earth to lead the Tesseract and runs across Win Wu with the Ten Rings. And then that's, like, some kind of, like, fight that, that transpires and happens. But, yeah. yeah. Also under two, but the, there's a couple of great scenes from the trailer of, of, of that episode. So yeah, that, that looks like an exciting episode. It looks like there's going to be some really nice set pieces in that one. Also under two, this is during the period when uh, Hela and Odin were going out um, and basically uh, conquering the universe, the Nine Realms, mm -hmm. uh, before he put her into kind of banishment and, and so forth. Um, what if the Avengers assembled in 1602? And then the final episode on December 30th will be What If Strange Supreme Intervened? So excellent. Yeah, looking forward to this series. I've, I really enjoyed the first series and it took a while to get into it. Um, but yeah, I was, uh, I was, I was really pleased with it by the end. And I, uh, I yeah. Think, I think this season's going to be really interesting because it seems like there's a lot of episodes. There's at least three that I'm thinking of right now that seem to go way back in history, like several hundred years to a thousand years versus like we've seen stuff that have happened like recently in the MC, like from like 2008 to forward kind of, but we haven't really seen like anything that's, I feel like in my opinion, gone back like 300, 400, a thousand years and how differently that would have played out. I mean, I think like one of the ones that may be, I guess, a qualifier would be like what if thor was an only child but like i mean you know it does that really count i mean because it was kind of focused on thor currently you know so um yeah i think it'll be a really nice touch with the the whole multiverse thing and the time travel stuff to kind of like take a look at a different way back um for at least a few of those episodes i wonder if you know the whole thing you said about what if the watcher has to go somewhere and then strange takes on that role I wonder if this will finally lead us getting the Watcher in live action. Uh, because think about it, from season one, Captain Carter crossed over to live action in um, Multiverse of, of Madness, right? So we got that one. I wonder if this one will lead us to having the Watcher finally cross over into live action and we see Jeffrey Wright for a while to kind of finish off this multiverse saga. It'd be kind of funny that um, with Deadpool whatever they're going to call it, being the only film next year, if we get some kind of funny line that also when you see Jeffrey Wright as the Watcher and like, what is this, you know, kind of like flabbergasted seeing Deadpool do all these things and doing stuff and that kind of kicked us off into the, the rest of the multiverse saga. So that'd be interesting to see. I feel like it'd also be really interesting too if they just did something like the Watcher basically is forced to leave his post by other Watchers or something like that, and that's why like Strange Supreme intervenes is because like he's trying to help clear the Watcher's name or something like that, you know, like maybe the Watcher's framed for something. Um, I'm thinking of a similar story. I feel like yeah, you, there, that, is, that is exactly a story. I was literally just yeah. going. I know where he's going with this. Yeah, um, yeah, that happens, doesn't it? Um, mm -hmm. And he's like you talk. How do you pronounce his name? Utatu or U Uatu? Or... Utu. I thought it was Utu. Utu. I, yeah. I say Uatu, but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not sure exactly. I yeah. say it in my head when I'm reading a comic. <laughs> and I don't actually fully say. It. I just sort of make it up. Never said it out loud. I don't think. Mm -hmm. um, 
Anyway, uh, he's kind of looked down upon mm-hmm. by the other watchers. Mm-hmm. That he's he's like a renegade, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe something happens there where other watchers get involved and they sort of imprison him, and Stranger's got to do the the, the work, you know. And that could very well just be what happened in season one that leads to that, where they're like, hey, you intervened and you weren't supposed to. Yeah. So now, like, you're being relieved of your duty and we're going to have to kick you to the curb. And it's like, okay, like, you know. Yeah, I also wonder, too, if since they could play on those multiple watchers that we saw with the Stan Lee cameo in Guardians 2, was it, when they're going through all the wormhole jumps? I wonder if, you know, he could be part of, like, an outcast one from those watchers that we saw in the MCU, maybe. Mm-hmm. And live-action MCU, I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I quite liked that there was parts of that whole sort of multiple watchers and Yuatu getting sort of losing his powers and dying. Who killed mm-hmm. Who killed the watcher? You know, um, there was parts of that that were a bit silly, but there was other parts that were great. You know, like Nick Fury taking his eyes and like mm-hmm. he had his eyes. You know, he could see it. It was it was brilliant. Um, but yeah, so I'd like to see him maybe play on some of those storylines, like you were saying, Alex. Like he goes missing, or he's you know he he has to answer to you know the the head watchers um mm-hmm. yeah he's i think it's his dad or someone like that they're there he's they're the kind of they're the people in charge so yeah and that's where strange has to step in to save the multiverse because the watchers are doing something that's even more important than that yeah and him and strange supreme were kind of friendly at the yeah, end well, of the first season like he's kind of like i'll just kind of leave you here and he's kind of like they talked almost like they were old friends at the end that you know like and it's kind of like i'll be here kind of if you ever need me kind of type of thing and strange is just chilling in that little pocket dimension almost so, like sure. i mean it's it's a universe but it's all been gone basically because of what strange supreme did but you know so. it's um it's an interesting concept what they've done as well with this uh one every day for nine days mm. it's something totally new um obviously they're doing lots of things totally new obviously we're going to talk about echo in a moment and the, the, what they're doing there is going to be new as well with the sort of the, the mass drop um so it'll be interesting to see how this goes down and and how it's received on, on our group you know how people how people manage to watch it um whether they watch two or three episodes in one go or whether they you know so whether they save them up and then watch them all together um or whether they watch them every day or whether they save it all to the end and watch it all it's going to be interesting to see how people you know fit it into their into their lives but um yeah, I was just just talking about one a day. I was um, talking to somebody the other day about Twelve Monkeys, and they were saying that they were doing a rewatch and they were doing one a day, so one episode a day for uh, for Love. There's like you know forty six episodes or forty eight episodes or something like that. So it's an interesting way to do it. One every day, it's, it spreads it out a bit. It's so funny. First time I watched that show, I was like so into it because I never watched it when it came out. I watched it when it was all completed all the way through the most recent season. And I like binge watched so much of that show. And I got to the final season. I had like six episodes left. I was like, man, I got to space these out. I I can't get to that ending. Like, you know, like I just I want to prolong this as long as possible. So from the chat here, uh, Jimmy Cloud uh, from the group says, we were going to try and watch what every morning. Yep, same here. Me and my son will probably be watching every morning too a- as well starting Friday. Um, a couple of things here. We do have some new cast members. So um, it looks like we're getting the same people back that did voices in season one, but we're also going to have Elizabeth Ols- Olsen voice Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch. Um, and then also we're going to have, I don't think so, uh, the Winter Soldier, was he in the first season? I don't think we saw him in the first season. Might have been, I can't remember. Was he in the zombie episode? I think he was. Okay, but Sebastian Stan will be voicing the Winter Soldier. Um, Jeff Goldblum as the Grandmaster. 
Uh, Kate Blanchett will be voicing Hella in this uh, in in this season. Lawrence Fishburne will be voicing uh, Bill Foster, Giant Man. Um, Tondwa Akani will be voicing a younger T'Challa, Black Panther. Uh, Sam Rockwell, which we saw in the preview in the uh, um, the Hulkbuster, he will be voicing Justin Hammer, and Jew Law will be voicing uh, Jan Rog in season two as well. And then we get the introduction of a young Mohawk woman named Kahori, an original MCU character in season mm -hmm. two. Uh, right. From the chat here also, thank you for the reminder. Yes, Winter Soldier was in season one. Thank you. Excellent. Yeah, very much looking forward to What If. Um, it looks like they've tweaked the animation style a little bit as well from the trailer. It looks like it's just slightly more detailed, a uh, little bit more texture to it. So um, I quite enjoyed the animation style from the first one. So uh, if this is just a, a, a slight adjustment, maybe a little improvement on it um that'd be great uh, any other thoughts about what if before we move on to echo yeah um i want to say that um 1602 episode is actually based on a story by neil gaiman if i remember correctly um i think he did like an avengers 1602 or something like that um story so that'll be really interesting for those who don't know neil gaiman's the one that did the sandman stuff and um he worked on eternals too um, at one point, um, but yeah, great author. Um, always love his stuff. So, yeah, yeah, excellent. Um, yes, in like you said, Alex, going back hundreds of years and seeing an Avengers team uh, pre-technology, I guess, will mm. be uh, will be fun. Yep, mm. for sure. Um, okay, so yeah, like we said, this is a this is a new way of, of of releasing every day for for nine days, and then we've got a complete flip to that where we've got Echo, which has been moved up. Um, I'm sure Jiren will give us the dates. And they're going to release all five episodes all on one day. They've dropped a new trailer or mini trailer, some clips again last week, um, sort of playing on the fact that it's sort of intense and it's mature. Uh, so, yeah, it's the, is it the 9th of January, Jiren? Yes, all five episodes will arrive January 9th at 6 p.m. Pacific time. On Disney Plus and Hulu. So this is the first time they're doing this. You know, there's a couple of things here. All five episodes at once. On Disney Plus and Hulu. Also, too, on Disney Plus, your profile has to be TVMA to, to, to watch the series as well. So. Very cool. Very cool. Um, yeah, I mean, since that first trailer, that first trailer hit, um, I think it took everybody by surprise. Everyone was just like, wow, this is going to be amazing. And uh, I don't know if you've both seen the sort of mini trailer from last week mm -hmm. as well. So again, it, it, the style of this looks uh, looks very, dare I say it, Netflix. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think that's a great thing. If you ask me, This this looks really good. I'm always a sucker for those good fight scenes, and when they start that trailer and that little mini trailer, and they have that scene where she kicks the chair into the guy, I was just like, "Oh, I'm sold!" Like you know, again, <laughs> like I just, I just love that kind of stuff, like where people fight with the stuff around them and they do stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, like I think the action in this looks great, and it looks like it's a lot more serious of a tone. I feel like for this show, which is something that I really enjoy when the mcu does i'm not a big fan of comedy and this kind of stuff like i want to see like the heroes villains fight and things like that not really like rip jokes and stuff so i'm really looking forward to it for this i'm just curious to see how dark of a tone it's actually gonna have and how deep it'll kind of slide into that because i'm i'm worried that like 
what we see might be like some of the darkest tone stuff like just kind of flash by real quick in the trailer and we may not have i guess um an incredibly dark series like it it may be one of those things where we we might have seen some of the best parts right there which i mean i guess it is a trailer so i mean that's kind of what you do I, th I think we'll see m more than the trailer because from what I'm reading to you about her powers that she's going to manifest powers from her ancestors it looks like mm -hmm. and it looks like there's going to be flashbacks to her, her coming up and, and, and so forth and just some of the fight scenes as well I, I don't think they would just tease all that in the trailers and then kind of leave it because I, I think they would, they would do themselves they wouldn't do themselves justice if they did it like that um, especially from what I'm hearing about the Vincent D'Orfornio's quote, I'll talk about Dare Born Again and the tone and feel of it um, being similar to Echo. So, I don't know. I, I think we're, we're, you know, especially with them having it be TVMA on Disney Plus and Hulu, I don't think there's, they're going to, there's, uh, I don't think they're just going to show what was in the trailer and that be it. I think we're going to get a lot more stuff in it. I'm, I'm actually looking, really looking forward to it. Those ratings are given to the show aren't they like it's 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 assigned to the show after the show's been made it's not like we're gonna make it we're gonna say that this is what it is it's it it's assigned to the show by an outside source isn't it so um it's not within their control what it is i mean obviously it is i know that they can say well let's not do this and that won't be that then but you know that somebody else has watched this and they've said it's this yep um so yeah, I, I, I've got a strong hopes for it. What I'm, what I'm really hoping for um, is a uh, sinister and menacing kingpin. I didn't... I thought we was going to get that in Hawkeye, but it, 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 he didn't... He come off a bit soft for me. Mm -hmm. And I need him a little bit harder, a little bit more chiseled, and that kind of... Like I say, that... There was only a couple of times in the in the Netflix series that he actually did anything like physical. Like very rarely did he do anything physical, but he always he was always scary, <laughs> all the time. Even when he was looking at the art with Vanessa, he was scary. And I want him to be that guy. You almost yeah. wonder if the snap has changed anything with him, and that's where he was the way he was in the Hawkeye series, seeing that we were post snap then, and then what happened to him at the end with, with, with Maya, um, and so forth, uh, being shot, if that's what kind of snaps him back into being that more ruthless style Kingpin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I love Kingpin in the Netflix series, but I did not like that episode where they had him. He was like sitting in the back of like a restaurant or something wearing like a Hawaiian shirt and everything mm -hmm. like that. Like it was just kind of weird. It didn't feel like it was, it was right, but I think with that character from what they show in the trailer of him in the white suit and everything beating the, the mess out of that dude in the alley and everything like I really feel like we're going to get to see like kind of a little bit more of that darker side of Kingpin that we saw in that Netflix show like I don't know if we're going to see episodes like the one in the Netflix show where he literally like crushes some dude's soul with a car door yeah. <laughs> like you know but like um i think that we'll probably see like some probably some pretty brutal stuff and that's gonna probably impact echo and i mean just with the little bit we saw in that first trailer they came out with with him like beating up the dude in the alleyway because it's like he was basically very mean to to her like i think that that is probably like a good signal of probably some more terrible stuff we'll probably see in this show that she's probably seen and suppressed and we just don't know about until now so 
from the the chat here has anyone predicted if we need to watch all seasons of daredevil to understand everything i'm gonna say no mm. i don't in the sense don't think that daryl born again or echo is related to anything in the netflix series if anything netflix is multiverse and we shouldn't expect anything from the netflix series in any of those in my opinion yeah i agree yeah yeah i agree should you if you haven't watched it you should yeah because <laughs> he's good but but um, but yeah i don't think you need to watch it to understand what's going to happen in the mcu with daredevil or kingpin or any of those characters um but yeah so you know i'm i'm interested to see if i'm drawn a little bit more to maya now it's her show and she's the main character because um i didn't really care for her much in the in the hawkeye series um as in not um i didn't feel for the character but i was just kind of bit bit nothing about the character so i'm hoping that you know she she was good but i could have taken it or left it you know i'm hoping now that it, it, she really uh you know grows on me i don't think that show did her justice to be honest um i felt like it was it, they were kind of just trying to lay that foundation for the relationship between her and kingpin um and i felt like that was why she was in that show because i mean like they kind of i felt in my opinion once kingpin made his appearance in hawkeye they kind of pushed her to the side a little bit you know and um yeah i mean like i feel like that was also because they wanted everybody to know that he was coming back to play kingpin as well that actor so vincent i think it was a good tease in in hawkeye it was a good way to kind of get fans that don't know echo is from the comics introduced to her and just a little bit and so it, it was kind of more like a, an appetizer to her you know to like a meal and then this show is going to be the main course yeah 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 definitely i agree um any closing thoughts on it well how are we going to do echo you know are people going to just binge it all five hours of show i wonder how long they're going to be i wonder if they're going to be 42 minute um have we got run times Jerry? do we know uh, i can look it up real quick have a little look uh, yeah. but regardless of the run times I wonder how people are going to do it. I mean, personally, you know, the way my life is and my family is, we watch everything together. We might get one episode in a day for five days, but to be honest, I'd be surprised if I get it done in five days. Because just purely, just purely on a time thing with everybody. Like I said, there's four of us. We we watch it all together. It's a bit of a tradition. So you know, the what if thing. I'm hoping that we'll be able to do every each episode each day. We might fall behind by a day. But then we might be able to catch up, you know, uh, the following day we might be able to do two. Because I, I assume that the what-ifs will only be, you know, 25, 30, maybe 40 minutes long at the most. But I ha would hazard a guess that these are going to be at least 40 minutes, if not, you know, 50 or an hour even. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see how people, how people watch this. Again, another new sort of system, another new way of consuming our Marvel MCU content. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of content. I mean, to have What If right at the end of the year and then switch into the new year and then have Echo all pumped out. I mean, it's basically like, I mean, if you miss, say, three or four days of watching <laughs> What If, you've got like half the season to watch pretty much, you know? So, like, it, it's when people tell me they're doing challenges, like, yeah, we're going to do 100 kilometers in January. And you're like, oh, that's cool. It only works out as, you know, it only works out as 10K a day. Yeah, but what if you miss one day? You've got to do 20K the next day. And it's a lot. Like you said, Alex, if you, you miss one episode of What If, the following day you've got, okay, you might have two. But then, you know, if you miss another one, you have four episodes on the following day, they're going to be released. So, yeah. 
nothing on episode names or episode length, so it looks like we probably won't see them until it actually drops unless something comes out here within the next week or so. Okay. Is so all right. But either way, it's gonna be a it's a lot of content, isn't it? I mean, even if each one is thirty minutes long, it's still two and a half hours, it's still longer than most movies that you're gonna get. So yeah. Um not a bad thing, just interesting to see how it's gonna be consumed by different people in different situations. Um, any closing thoughts on Echo before we move on? I'm I, I'm looking. Okay, oh, Alex. I was just gonna say I'll, I'm really looking forward to that. I'll probably watch it probably sooner rather than later, even if I have to lose sleep over watching that just because <laughs> I want to see Vinny D as Kingpin. I always loved him as Kingpin. Like he's just so like terrifying and seems like such a psycho that you know, like I feel like he really portrays that character really well. And yeah. That's what I was saying. That's what I meant earlier as well. Like, it's obvious that somebody like, I don't know, less, I'm just trying to think somebody evil, like Red Skull. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of somebody that's probably not a great example, but, you know, he's got a Red Skull. He's a Nazi. You know, he's not a nice person. You know, it's, it's, it's quite obvious, you know, but, you know, you look at Kingpin, and apart from him being a large person, you know, you wouldn't, you know, he, he's just, he, he's just so menacing without, he wears a white suit he's quite sort of you know but he is just everything about his aura just sort of says that you know this guy is yeah he's bad this guy's bad you know he's, he doesn't have to have a red skull as his face to be obviously bad do you know what i mean that's what i'm saying he's got this this feel about him Join. Mm -hmm. i'm looking forward to it uh i think i'm looking forward to seeing more of alakwa cox i think she's done well in, in the hawkeye series plus this the representation uh, not only of, um, you know, the, the different, um, I don't want to say the wrong thing here, but you know, with, with her being deaf and have prosthetics and, and, and that kind of stuff, but also to the native American representation as well. Marvel has done a really good job so far, I think with cultures, uh, especially, you know, what we've seen in Wakanda and then also Telecon, um, with, uh, with Namor and so, so. I'm looking forward to see how they they do this. The stuff from the preview they showed and, and the costumes and where it's so far, I'm really looking forward to seeing that aspect uh, of the series. Cool, cool theory. I don't really know how this would work, but what if that new character in What If is actually related to Echo? And Her ancestor. They, yeah, and they yeah. can do that, and that spiritual thing that she has going on is the same thing that her ancestor has in another universe or whatever. I reckon, I reckon that could very well be uh, the case. Very one, one more thing too i also wonder how much daredevil we're going to see and if that's going to build into to born again or into some spider-man 4 stuff that i'll talk about as part of the news as well also if we're gonna get the the handprint on the face as well with echo and so forth so yeah looking forward to seeing some of those details yeah for sure uh superb right so let's move on to the news of the week we've obviously got a big pressing news item um with the uh Jonathan Major's uh, scenario. I mean, we we know what's happening there. Have you got anything you know really sort of telling that, you, that in in the news that's that stuck out apart from the obvious, Joe? Uh, not really. He was convicted of two of the the four charges. Uh, he could face a year in jail or probation. Uh, he's being sentenced in February. Uh, Marvel wasted no time releasing, basically saying that we've cut ties with him. So Jonathan Majors is no longer part of Marvel Studios. Not surprising. People keep wanting to see a press release or some kind of statement that this is a very sad situation. You know, hopefully everyone involved in the situation gets 
gets the help uh, they need. Um, but I don't think Marvel needs to release any kind of statement. I think them automatically basically coming out after the verdict was done within hours. It wasn't even, I don't even think it was an hour. Nice. They basically yeah. said they cut ties with him. So I think that's their statement. And then from there, they just need to move on. Now, other news, though. Reportedly, the Kang Dynasty is being referred to as Avengers, Avengers 5 at Marvel Studios now, which we, we've heard rumblings before where they might change the name Kang Dynasty to Secret Wars Part 1 and then have actually Secret Wars be Part 2. Um, but now it's be called Avengers 5 now. So it looks like, you know, they're definitely changing that storyline. Um, everything I've heard uh, from people reporting stuff is they're not going to transition away from the Kang storyline, which I hope they don't. Um, my only option would be if they do transition to the Beyonder. Do not shoehorn Doom in right now into this. Don't make a, me- a more of a mess than it is right now. You know, bring Doom in properly. Don't shoehorn Doom into this. So... If you don't recast uh, King's character, then you have the opportunity now to transition to the Beyonder and finish out uh, Secret Wars in in that kind of style. And it will still tie into the whole multiverse um, saga as well. I think it's such a... I, I think it's such a disservice to the character of Kang if they don't recast and do something mm-hmm. there. I mean, Kang is one of those characters. He's always just kind of out there, and he just kind of pops up randomly, and you never really know he's coming. I feel like that's the way him and all of his variants should be in the MCU, and it should be one of those things. Like, yeah, at some point they put him down, but they don't really permanently put down the threat of another Kang. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and that's how they kind of ended Loki Season 2. You know, how, how you mm-hmm. notice that some of the tonal change at the end of that season, but Miss Minutes change, the way that they said that, you know, they're already out there defeating the the the, the variants out there already, and they're popping up, and they're saying the 1616 took care of itself, referring yeah. to Quantumania. Um, mm-hmm. So they've kind of already left that open to right now. They could kind of not touch Kang right now and kind of already have that we think we've won right now, but he could always pop up later on down the road with another actor mm-hmm. if they want to transition for him now. Um, you know, as part of uh, Avengers 5 and Secret Wars. Um, so they kind of already have that there. And, and like I said, they could do the Beyonder. You know, what if, you know, for example, we saw the purple lights with uh, Ravona at the end. We didn't see what those were from, you know. Speculation could be Elioth. What if she ends up becoming a Beyonder, for example? And she's the main threat as part of that. And we have other Beyonders as well. You know, they could always bring someone else in as the Beyonder also, Maybe that's that's who showed up to her with that purple light we saw was the Beyonder and, and kind of doing that. So um, they could transition to the Beyonder-like and still keep the theme of the multiverse saga. But, you know, I hope they stay with the Kang storyline or at least some of it and possibly bring Kang back later down the road. Yeah, I think there's some there's some common um, common opinions within the, fa- uh, the fandom at the moment. And that's don't shoot who shoehorn in doom like Uh give doom his his own entrance Mm -hmm. not not as a not as an afterthought not as a contingency plan that's not what dr doom should be so don't do that with dr doom you can't not not finish the kang storyline now whether that's finished now or whether like you said you kind of use this as like a, a loose you we've defeated him but he comes back up at another point because like you said alex he's always about mm-hmm. you know he always pops up so you never really defeat him because he always pops up yeah um so you could use it you you know 
you could kind of pretend that yeah at the end of quantum mania he was defeated you could kind of pretend at the end of loki he was defeated so you could loosely use those things but whatever happens that storyline has to be finished um or not finished but it has to continue the kang storyline has to continue mm-hmm. you know um I, i'd really like to see you know again keep banging on about it recently but i've been watching loads of time travel stuff and the the loops in time travel things are so so interesting so interesting to see that um you know snake eating its own tail that kind of whole that whole idea you know was it us that caused this problem in the first place and you know was, was it i'd love to see the um only myself left the conquer storyline played out a little bit better oh yeah yeah he's such a good storyline isn't he he's so mm-hmm. good it's, it's ridiculous you're reading it and you're like i know where this is going and even when it does go there you're still surprised <laughs> and ravona was a moon knight and then if i remember correctly so like i mean i i was blown away the first time i was like reading that it's like holy cow like it, i felt like that was so nice to kind of like see that little thing because like you know you you had basically kang go all the way back to like be the the pharaoh of egypt or whatever is ramatut and then you know you have apocalypse and all that kind of stuff so there's so much more that they could touch on in the past which you know like i i still am kind of upset that moon knight did not have the tomb of ramatut instead of um alexander the great yeah but you know it is you also yeah. have that Moon Knight annual number one, where you have all those variants of Moon or all the different Moon Knights avatar, you know, of the over the years fighting against Kang to that whole thing too as well. So that'll be interesting to see too, especially with the whole Ravana being uh, a Moon Knight at some point. Where I wonder if that ties in. I wonder if that's how they can actually pull in Moon Knight into this mm-hmm. a- as well um, as part of this multiverse saga. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know we've had some some posts and you had that post in the group andy about recasting and so do you want to talk about thoughts on yeah. if they do stay with the king and who the recast could be well i'll tell you what let's 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 go in there and have a look at who some of our members uh fancied will smith <laughs> will smith was pulled up um and i was like do you know what you can't deny that the guy is a talented actor artist whatever i don't think he's right for the role to be honest but more importantly he's he's got his own sort of things that he's he's trying to deal with at the moment you know the last thing that they need to do is come away from you know a problem that like jonathan majors has caused and go into somebody like what could potentially be a problem that not will smith's going to cause but you know he's got he's got issues can't have (laughs) can't have will smith in the role i don't think that's going to work um but we had um we had quite a few quite a few suggestions uh let's have a look so I suggested uh, Corey Hawkins, the guy from um, uh, Straight Out Compton. He played Dre in Straight Out Compton. He was in okay. Kong, and funnily enough, he was actually in Iron Man Two as a as a Navy um, soldier, Navy sailor. I think he he kind of looked at the screen and was like, "Hey, we got a bogey at twelve o'clock," and then it sort of cut off. But I thought that was quite funny that he was in Iron Man 2 and it could sort of come back and, you know, show you that he was there all along as Kang. That was Kang the whole time. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And Mara's not afraid of reason actors rather roles too as well. So we've seen it already happen. Alex is one and and I still like it. And I saw that mock-up that you put on our group. Denzel, watch it. It looks absolutely amazing as Kang. I mean, he's 68 years old, but who cares? It's Denzel Washington. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I and I know we talked about the Beyonder earlier, but you could almost just have him play like 
the Beyonder version of a Kang and, you know, do it that way. I mean, I don't really think that really does that character justice to kind of, like, mesh those two together, to be honest. But, like, he's an older guy, so, like, I think Majors was, like, half his age. I think he was, like, 34, 35, and, you know, he's 68, so that's a big change. But Denzel Washington, man, he's such a phenomenal actor, and I love his voice. I love to hear him talk. I, I saw that movie, The Book of Eli, it came on TV recently, and I was oh, watching that, right. and I love that movie because it ends with that nice little twist that he's been blind the whole time, yeah. and he's done all that. Man, that's so awesome. But um, That is cool. Yeah. Do, talking about uh, Denzel Washington, um, his son, uh, John David Washington. Um, Have them both could, play roles. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, they could they could both do it. Um, that would be great. But uh, again, another another great actor. He's he's played in some um, some good roles, and uh, I haven't seen uh, the creator yet. That's coming out soon, isn't it? I believe it's going to be it's on out, stream. isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, it's going to be oh, on stream, okay. stream services soon. Um, but again, another great actor. How um, old is his son, by the way? Uh, I don't know, Jaren. Have a look while I think he's got to be in his thirties, I bet. Yeah. Okay. I think I'd say half his age, maybe 34, 35. I was going to say you might be able to like squeeze him as in as an iron lad or something like that, but it still seems like he's got old for that. 39. Yeah. So, yeah 39, so. yeah. Definitely too old yeah. to be a lad. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, John Boyega. Lots of people have said John Boyega. Now, I quite like John Boyega until I saw a mock up of John Boyega as Kang and I went, oh, no, actually, I really don't like that. <laughs> now, it really doesn't fit. Um, but I quite like John Boyega, not necessarily in his Star Wars roles, but um, I've liked him. I really liked him in Attack the Block. I think in Star Wars, he was just underutilized, to tell you. I liked but, him uh, in um, um, The Mechs, um, the second movie. Um, oh, uh, Pacific Rim. Yeah, Pacific Rim too. I, I liked him in that as well. So, you know, I don't see him more as a villain, though. I see him more on another role. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, and then, uh, uh, Jaren, you, your, your shout was um, uh, Dams and Idris. Um, not not somebody that I'm familiar with. I know I know who he is, but I've not seen any of his stuff. So he, I'll let you talk about him. Yeah, he's up and coming. Um, his biggest role to date would would be Snowfall series on FX, and I think he could cover the whole spectrum um, of Kang and, and variants. You know, just seeing the way that he pulled that off, and especially with uh, we, we kind of know Kang is kind of like um, a strategist. You know, kind of a chess type model, and just seeing his rise and fall in, in uh, Snowfall and some of the ways he maneuvered and that kind of stuff made me think of him as a person who would come in and play Kang as well. We, we know Marvel likes sometimes bringing these up-and-coming actors in for some of these roles, and I, I think he'd be a good one to do that. Um, so if you haven't watched yeah. Snowfall, watch Snowfall. Okay. Um, and then the other, the one other shout on, the, uh, on that post was um, Coleman Domingo. Who played uh, Strand in Fear the Walking Dead? Now, I, I mean, I, I haven't seen him in anything other than Fear the Walking Dead. And if I'd have stopped Thank watching you. Fear the Walking Dead uh, season two, I probably would have said, "Yeah, good." But then some of the stuff that he was given was just atrocious towards the end. Um, he's got a great voice and he's got a great presence. I don't know if he's too. Well, I don't know. Maybe he could do it. I'm not sure, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, I love that dude. I think he's got, like, that narrator's voice. Like, I love to hear him talk. Like, he's got such a deep, great voice. But I, I think one of the most ridiculous episodes of that show is the one where they, like, build a plane in, like, 30 minutes and then fly a plane <laughs> out. He, like, flies the plane, like, above, like, a nuclear irradiated zone. 
but like yeah i mean like i just i don't think he's the the right actor for that like i i don't know why it's just like i i can see it but i can't see it you know like i definitely get the like he could play a villainous role but i don't think that would be the role for him i think there's like yeah, other great. roles i would choose you know before yeah I would who's him. the dude that plays um uh black manta in um uh, yeah 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 mm -hmm. he, he's quite cool and yeah, he could do it. He's got, he's, got, he's got that sort of harder face, like Jonathan Majors, that sort of squarer jaw, um, that sort of that menacing look about him, you know? My my other post I had today in the group two in that same post was Aldous Hodge, right? I uh, loved yeah. him. I loved him in um uh he's he's been in Friday Night Lights, he's been he was Hawkman in um Black Adam. Um I think he could pull it off, you know, just seeing some of the roles that he's played. I think he'd be a good candidate too as well um go ahead alex i was just gonna say go ahead finish um no i was gonna mention one more but so you can go ahead I that's right. oh, that's right. you're so polite you two no, no after you no after you no please after you <laughs> I, I was just gonna throw in one thing like going back to strand i almost feel like he'd be a like that actor um i cannot remember his name but the coleman guy who played strand yeah coleman domingo he would be a great null like I could totally oh. see him as Noel. Like, do, do you know what? Right. So I was going to say, I was going to say a word, and uh, I, I love the word flamboyant. I love that word. I just love saying mm -hmm. it. And he is quite flamboyant. And I've always thought, whenever I've read Noel, that he is evil and just uh, and 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 bad. But he's really flamboyant. I've always seen that flamboyant face. He's got this big smile, and he always looks like he's. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. So my other one is if they do transition to the Beyonder, and I know he was in Quantumania, um, but it was just a small role, and I think William Jackson Harper needs to have a bigger role in the MCU. You know, he was my favorite um, for Reed Richards, you know, yeah. um, and they could make him potentially Nathaniel Richards in the MCU, possibly, depending on what the final casting is for Reed Richards, but... I wouldn't mind if they go to the Beyonder, if they make it William Jackson Harper. Maybe he was there observing, you know, in Quantumania and kind of one of those things and so forth. So he could I, be another King variant that reported yeah. back to the council that yeah. that one was, was dead, you know, air quotes. But I wonder if they've been holding out for the, the Fantastic Four cast to wait until this happened. To see if there is that way of linking them, them to the Nathaniel Richards, Reed Richards, whole idea. I wonder. I mean, I'm not sure, but who knows? It wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past them. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. So, I think again, like I said, there's some common opinions. We don't want Doom shoehorned in. We we would like Kang recast. We would like his story finished. What they're going to do? Who knows? Um you know we just have to we well we, there's nothing we can do about it we just have to sit here and, and consume whatever they well we don't have to consume it but they're gonna put something out and we'll choose to consume it or not and uh hopefully they'll make the right decisions and that doom thing i feel like it's like everybody would love to see doom and secret wars right like that would be awesome but at the same time like that should have been something that should have had the groundwork laid like in phase four yeah. or early phase five before we started doing that and at this point it's kind of late to even try to ram doom in something in my opinion because it's just not going to do him justice yeah it's not going to do that character any favors the closest thing we got was in moon knight that castle in the alps they didn't say which alps they were Mm -hmm. but that was i think the closest thing that we've gotten that could have been a doom tease mm -hmm. um what will kind of be a, a cool thing though is that if they 
because we have some untitled projects out there, right? Still for the MCU, if they end up doing like a Doom movie, like a movie from Doom's eyes, or the whole rumored Scarlet Witch project that's going around that if he's the one that rolls up on the bear and saves her from the rubble of Mount Wondergore and you know, she has amnesia and that kind of stuff and with the whole children's crusade type stuff they're talking about doing, you know, I wonder if that's how they could bring him in. And if they do that before we get to uh Secret Wars or Avengers Five, then maybe he could still have a partial role in Secret Wars still if they did it that and then to set him up more for later coming down the line. You know, kind of some subtle things, but yeah, I don't try to make him like the main guy or the savior at this point. Agreed. Um, okay, should we move on with some other news and bits and pieces, Joe? Yeah, so the What If Season 2 premiere event gave us some nice tidbits, right? So the first one is that Marvel announced a Wakanda animated series titled The Eyes of Wakanda. Um, the animated series is set for a 2024 release. The synopsis is, throughout Wakandan history, brave warriors have been tasked to travel the world, retrieving dangerous vibranium artifacts. This is their story. Uh, according to Var Variety, Ryan Coogler is confirmed to be working on the series. So there's that one series from Wakanda. We didn't have no idea what it was. It's an animated series. So right now, we have two animated series in 2024. Now, what else happened is that we got new looks of X-Men 97. I'm sorry. X-97 is also, so we have three uh, animated things right now because X97 will be also next year, but they gave a new look of X97. They also gave a look about Spider Man freshman year. Hmm. It has been renamed though, it is now going to be called Friendly Neighborhood Spider Man. Uh, that's also going to be released in 2024. So that is four animated series. I'm sorry, what if it's not in 2024, 2023? <laughs> so three <laughs> animated series in 2024. Hmm. Sorry, I got you know so close in the year, I'm, I'm bleeding years over. So Three anime series now in 2024, X-97, Eyes of Wakanda, and Spider-Man, uh, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. So, there you go. Very cool. Leaning heavily into animation. Cool. Yep. Uh, Daryl Bonner again news. Uh, via post-cred pod, uh, Vincent Dionofrio says, Daryl Bonner again will have the same mature tone and feel as Echo. So, Echo will be your preview into what you should expect from Daredevil Born Again. Um, he also said that Born Again will be under the spotlight banner for Marvel. So just like Echo is, that Born Again will be under that also. Um, he basically said it's the same tone and feel. The attention that the bosses are giving to is extraordinary. So there you go. Excellent. Uh, Loki. Um, executive producer Kevin Wright on his hope for a future Loki via TV line. For two seasons, I've uh, loved working with this team. I would love to keep telling those stories with them in this world. I don't think any of us would ever want to rush into season three if there's not a good story to tell, but I think this team could go off and tell their stories. Maybe it's not Loki season three. Maybe there's something we can continue to do at the TVA, and it's like our Better Call Sal to Loki's uh, Breaking Bad. That would be cool to me. Um, I don't know the future of these characters in the MCU. Uh, would love to... Would love. Um, would love to do about you know on more um i have to think uh with people really haven't enjoyed the story that other filmmakers are going to want to come in and continue to tell stories in this world that would be my hope now that'd be kind of cool to have a tva um series under marvel spotlight as well mm -hmm. to kind of you know see you know more insight into the tva we've gotten bits and pieces of the tva but we haven't really gotten everything what does the tva look like now with the whole change of he remains being gone, and the new people leave the TVA. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, I love that idea. Um, I think it would be really cool if they did a TVA spinoff just for the sole fact of, I think it's it's been mentioned that they're going to have Paradox and Deadpool 3 that's kind of that Mobius-like character in that show. They could do it with that character. They could just do it with somebody else, like just focus on a random agent of the TVA and have this spinoff. And they could do it like one of those weekly shows where it's like every week we've got a new problem in the multiverse of something that's happening that shouldn't be happening. And this they have to focus on it that week. They could tie it all together or they could just make it like a, a show that's like a revolving door of just interesting cases of the TVA kind of type of thing. And would I think that would be really cool. Would you take an animation? Mm-hmm. I think, I, think, animated. I think if they did an animation, I think that they could bring in a lot of characters that they may not be able to get to like actually come back and, and play. But I mean, you could have like a character like Jimmy Woo make an appearance in the TVA and be like a recruited TVA agent or something like that. And I think that would be like fans would love that, you know, yeah. and then it would kind of feed a lot of people for something. What was the, um, what was the, 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 the tales from tales from the crypt, the sort mm -hmm. of short, um, horror stories. You know, I've had that feeling about what you just said. You know, you have these kind of 23-minute animated, you know, weekly animated shorts almost. But it's like another tale, a tale from the TVA, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Like a certain case. Each episode is like a, like a different interesting case. And maybe some of those cases have kind of crossed over into what we see in the MCU. Yeah, and like yeah. the final episode could be like Ravona collecting people in the void to come in and like swarm the TVA and take the TVA back or something, you know. And that would be excellent. I feel like I mean they they've got so many different options, and there's so much about the TVA that like you know it's a mystery, but like there are so many variants, there are so many universes. They just have so many options. They could just make something up random, and it doesn't really have to apply to anything. And they yeah. make that an episode, you know. So. Speaking of the void, they could even show off some people ended up there in the void. You know, how do we, how do we get the the whole big head of Yellow Jacket? How do we get the the Quang Tower uh, Quang Tower in there? How do some of the Lokis there. get there? You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know that? Yeah, yeah. New head as well, didn't they? So some yeah. of the Lokis maybe do something on Kid Loki, for example. You know, yeah. so animation would work perfectly. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, from the chat here, what's the spotlight banner mean exactly? So basically, they're not doing special presentations anymore. Uh, the spotlight banner is for them to tell more stories about different characters who may not necessarily be fully connected into the current phase or into that. So it's a way to tell those stories. Like, for example, Moon Knight probably would have been released under the spot Marvel spotlight because it's there. It's not really connected yet, but... We have a way to know that story without having to actually know any backstory of what's going on in the MCU right now. And then he could come in later, uh, for example. So that's what Marvel Spotlight's for. It's like, let's shine a spotlight on this particular mm -hmm. person or area or something that you haven't heard about before. Which, I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense with projects, especially like Born Again, because it's like, in my opinion, it's so hard to tie like a character like Daredevil to the multiverse stuff that's yeah. happening, you know, like it's like, you know, just let him just kind of do his own thing. Like, you don't have to like make his story. You don't have to make every character's story a part of the overall thing. Mm -hmm. Like we've got a lot of variety that's happening. I think it's hard to tie characters like Echo or Daredevil, you know, to that kind and, of stuff. And even if they are. Like even if they if they are tied to it, it would still it would still only affect their part of the world. So like there would still be crime within New York. There would still be stuff that they would be trying to solve. Maybe because of it, maybe that there's looters or maybe people are taking advantage of you know less 
security or less police or whatever but and and so the story would affect them they wouldn't affect the story does that make sense mm -hmm. so the story could still be going on and they can acknowledge the fact that this is why this is happening uh this is why these 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 crimes are happening this is why this person is trying to take advantage you know but they're not necessarily directly affecting what's happening you know whether there's an incursion they're just dealing with some consequences it's like Hawkeye, for, for example, right? You know, Hawkeye's a good one where it kind of maintained into that street level type of thing, but didn't really, you know, other than showing the flashback to Avengers, you know, the Battle of New York that influenced Kate and where Kate was and that kind of stuff, you're not necessarily really impacting the overarching MCU, right? We, we you know, yeah. we saw some things in that show that kind of connected, but it wasn't really connected outside of what we already know it was happening in the MCU, similar with Echo. Um, and, you know, she, we're going to see parts back and forth of her and, she came in through Hawkeye, but it's not actually going to impact the overall overarching MC right now. Yeah. But was it might in the future, though, when I get to some <laughs> stuff on Spider-Man 4. Go ahead, Alex. I was just going to say, there was an Avengers cartoon that did this thing, and I cannot remember which one it was, but it was one of those two really solid ones that I really like. That um, They did that thing where the Avengers like disappear, and Tony Stark has a protocol that goes out, and it brings like people in to replace them, like Wolverine, yeah. Spider-Man, yeah. uh, Iron Fist, and Power Man, and like all that. And it's like, those are all more street-level characters, almost, that are brought in to replace the Avengers. But I love that idea, because it's like, you know, they kind of are like, hey, y'all have been out there doing your own thing this whole time. Like, come in and help save the day. And it's like Spider-Man, who's like the big difference maker at the end of the episode, that kind of like pulls the Avengers back into the fold and gets them free. But it's like, I love that idea, because it's like, you take the Avengers, which are like fighting global threats and all this kind of stuff, and they're just like, hey, we need help. Like, we're gone bring in whoever we can almost you got like war machine and stuff like that and it's like everybody kind of plays a role in replacing that and you can kind of do that with spotlight where it's like you know there are they are fighting things like you could have like daredevil fighting on the street in 2012 in a flashback against the Jatari or something yeah like yeah, that, exactly. you know? yeah. Like, yeah and, and you could have something like that and it would be very cool or and jessica jones investigating missing people during the snap for example yeah. as well yeah, like basically looking at people who claim that they were snapped, and it turns out that they were not actually snapped, and they ran off, and you know, yeah. new identity and all that kind of stuff. Because like fight. we heard that that happened. You know? Was that was that cartoon? Was that like one of the two or three part series of Earth's Mightiest Heroes, Avengers Assemble? Because I'm thinking in my head, that's I'm making those faces. I'm like, I think that's one of the storylines of one of those seasons in there. It's either Avengers Assemble or it's the other one, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. I've um, I've seen it. And I, mm -hmm. I'm sure I know exactly what it is. I'm, it's this. It's season. It's season two opener of some, of one of them. I think I'm just gonna have a look now, see if I can find it. Mm -hmm. But it starts real quick with like the Avengers are gone, and then Tony Stark's protocol goes out, and it's like you've been recruited. Like we need your help. And if I remember correctly, Wolverine's like one of the only ones. It's like I don't want to do this. Like you know, <laughs> like. But yeah, so. Um, go on. Anyway, carry on while I okay. just see which one this is. So while he's looking, we'll start to get into Spider-Man news here a little bit. So, Raimi's Spider-Man 4 that they were planning, you know, and kind of going through it, Anne Hathaway was originally cast as Black Cat uh, via Happy, Sad, Confused. Uh, she said, if that had gotten made, I don't know if I would have been considered for The Dark Knight Rises. Perhaps Christopher Nolan would have said, no, she's occupied in another universe. So... 
Black Cat, Catwoman. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Typecast. Yeah. yeah. Same, but different, but still yeah. same. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, speaking of Spider-Man 4, MCU Spider-Man 4 news. Um, according to Daniel RPK, Spider-Man 4 will indeed feature Daredevil teaming up with Holland Spidey and in a very unexpected twist that may also include Paul Rudd's Lang. Um, there's also been plenty of rumors that Dara Born Again will set up the plot of Spider-Man 4. And so this might be the whole thing with Vincent D'Onofrio becoming the mayor of New York, pretty much saying, you know, all of the superpower people in the city need to either, kind of similar to what Ross did in Civil War, the Accords, but more yeah. localized to New York City, and you probably have those uh, for it and those against it. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio has also gone on record as desiring one on more than one occasion including Daryl makes sense, uh, pretty much. Uh, but Cryptic Quality HD, I'm sorry, Cryptic HD Quality, another account I follow that gives me like trailer stuff and times of the you know, length of stuff and that kind of stuff. The rumor they're talking about too is that Marvel and Sony are treating Spider-Man 4 as their street level Civil War, referencing Captain America Civil War to include Kate Bishop, Jessica Jones, Echo, and others. So my question is, if there's going to be others, are we going to have any Hero for Hire stuff? Defenders? Misty Knight, possibly? Um, Bullseye, maybe? Uh, the Punisher? Um, but if you think about it, if they're doing that whole thing with Kingpin basically saying, I want to know who these heroes are or they need to get out of the city, um, could Daredevil be playing the Captain America role in this from Civil War and basically Spider-Man be Bucky? Because... Nobody knows who Spider-Man is anymore, but everyone knows there's Spider-Man out there, right? Yeah. And I think Alex or somebody else said this, um, that Daredevil could sense who Peter was from No Way Home, even though he got erased, but Daredevil's sense of other stuff could still have him recognize Parker, and that's why that could be the Captain America Bucky relationship to the two. Um, it, it does make sense, but... Um, like I said, him being the Bucky role with everyone after him, you know, with Ling being involved, whose team would Ling be on, you know, especially with his run-ins with the law and stuff. Um, so, you know, maybe pulling Jessica Jones and Echo on the team, especially as, you know, we have Echo going to be in, in, or Daredevil being Echo, I might see her in Daredevil, you know, could, could we see someone like Kingpin bring in like Bullseye? You know, recruit them. You know, I'm trying to think who else. I, I don't think we would see, like, a net as Hobgoblin in this because I think that's too overpowered for a street-level type thing. Mm -hmm. um, so it would be interesting to see how they do this and who would be on the side of Kingpin and want to actually be known as, you know, in that type of role in the city. Yeah, I think I think they could be their own villains. Like, you know, Kingpin, that Devil's Reign story, he's, he's asking people to register or people yep. to work for him and... They, you know, he's the he's the big bad, um, and the other villains, you know, the other heroes, they fight each other. Simple as that. Uh, that episode, by the way, was in um, Earth's Mightiest Hero season two, is episode twenty three. Cool. Okay, thank, I thought that was like I'm like I remember watching that. Such so I can remember which series it was from though. Thank you. Yeah. And and you know what's be beautiful about this whole thing with Kingpin, the way it's been set up is he can set himself up to be like a martyr for the city, right? Like so he can yeah. if he's gonna take that mayor role, he can be like, Hey, you know, like this happened to me because I was trying to defend this city. He's from that city, he can claim that he loves it, that's what he's always done, and hey, this happened to me trying to defend this city. And if you watch 
one of those echo trailers it shows that he's like talking to her in a room and it seems to be just the two of them and it seems almost like one of those like she fought her way there and she gets to the final boss kind of moments and he's sitting there and he's like you know you're a monster just like i am kind of type of thing so it almost makes me feel like he's gonna basically make her like the scapegoat of all this and even though she was somebody close to him he's probably gonna use her and his way of trying to gain that mayoral campaign and to eventually be the mayor you know do, do you think that we could also get luke cage in this since you know we know from the comics that him and jessica jones have a child have a relationship that kind of stuff you know i wonder don't include iron fist you know you, you kind of stay out but we also there's been rumors of white tiger as well um i'm trying to think you know who else we could see pop into this so it almost seems now that echo is not as much as a, to the side project as it could be more important to this as we move into Ditter Bone again and in, into Spider-Man 4. Same actor as Luke Cage, Power Man? Or I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm 50-50, I'm you know, I'm not gonna, it depends, if they cast someone else, it would depend who they cast in that role, but whether Michael Coulter comes back or they cast somebody else, for me, I'm 50-50, but it also depends on who they cast in that role. Mm-hmm. Um, from the chat here, pretty much saying the same thing. Heard it was going to be more street level. Kate Bishop, Echo, Daredevil, Fisk, all. And I heard. Also, too, with the Scott Lane thing, I'm trying to figure out how Scott Lane would fit in this. Hmm. You know, he's more West Coast, not East Coast. That's what, true. what will be his tie into this? Who will be his tie into this? Does Cassie get involved? Maybe? Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe that maybe Hank Pym's got something going on and sends old Scott over to New York or something, you know? Because I think he's in what San Francisco or whatever. Yeah, they're um, all in California, and, so yeah, yeah. So I mean, it would literally be you know West Coast to East Coast kind of type of thing. So it, there, there could always be one of those things. I mean, they did that with uh, Matt Murdock, where he just happened to appear on the West Coast from the East Coast. So yeah. maybe they'll find some little reason like that to kind of send him out there. The other thing, too, with Miss Marvel being in New Jersey, I wonder in her recruiting Kate Bishop at the end of the Marvels and then her mentioning that Scott Lang has a daughter, I wonder if they're in New Jersey and maybe Cassie ventures over to New York. Look at the comments. With, yeah, with Kate. Yep, there you go. Uh, through Kate <laughs> trying to reach Cassie. Yep, there you go. Because um, right now, I don't think Kate has any tie to Cassie right now. The only mention of her between them was... Uh, was Kamala saying Scott Lang has a daughter? So yeah, I mean, and, and obviously um, uh, Clint had worked with um, Kate, well, someone. Well, oh, no, yeah. Clint, Clint had worked with someone to get his pim particle arrow. Oh, that's right. Know. Yep. So, um, oh, maybe that's it too. From the uh, the trust of bro, <laughs> bro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's a good shout out from Hawkeye. The pim particle, the pim arrows. Yep. Mm -hmm. Good shout there, Andy. Um. So the next one here, uh, Thor 5, uh, Gareth Edwards via post-credit pod responds to the rumors of him directing Thor 5. I saw those rumors. I saw it and I jokingly sent it to my girlfriend. I just texted her the link and said, I didn't want you to find out this way. I've never heard anything about it. It's totally, the internet is an incredible place. I love those movies. I love Marvel. A lot of my friends work on Marvel films. I love all the other movies and franchises. I go to see them. I have most of them on DVD, Blu-ray, on the shelf, but I really want to keep pursuing original sci-fi. Was that a very political correct answer? I never say never. It's the right circumstances, absolutely. So he wants to stay kind of more original sci-fi. So fair enough. Could think of any Thor storylines that could be more sci-fi-ish? Any, any come to mind? Mm. 
or could he put a sci-fi spin on any of the Thor stories? I mean, like, I this is going to sound, I don't really know if it will fit 100%, but any of the Beta Ray Bill stuff, I feel like, kind of messes with that. Because Beta Ray Bill's kind of like a super soldier for the for the carbonites carbonites excuse me i said carbonites but yeah the carbonites like you know and and it's one of those things where it's like he was kind of engineered to be kind of like the best of the best for them so i feel like that kind of delves in that science fiction thing but even thor in the mcu it's like he's magic sometimes and then he's science fiction at other times the whole jane foster stuff yeah yeah yeah, i mean it kind of does this push and pull thing and he says early on in one of the movies that magic is just science it's not understood but then it's like you know how to how do other things happen you know like it just makes me really question like i don't think dr strange is doing science when he's using magic so like you know there's just stuff like that well then then uh jane foster also told slavig that you know science uh fiction is you know come you know before it's science fact anyway so or mm-hmm. where that line was she said uh dr selvig so mm-hmm. that is definitely so uh our fourth animated series is right now moon girl and devil dinosaur season two will premiere february 2nd yes. um we'll have 12 new songs guest stars though here's a lot of guest stars in this series i don't know how they're doing this but they're doing it so um gina Carlo esposito is gonna voice a character Andy Garcia, uh, Arsenio Hall, Jackie <laughs> Harry, uh, Zolo uh, Mari Duna, so Blue Beetle is going to be voicing the character, Edward James Olmos, Parker Polsey, David Tennant, uh, and Peter Well, who played Robocop, and uh, among others, I didn't mention them all, um, that all going to guest star voice a character in this in this season too. So. I, su- I suppose it's quick work. Mm-hmm. It must be it must be fairly quick work to record your lines. You don't even have to record them. You don't have to go anywhere like out of your area. You could probably just go to any studio. Record. Yeah, yeah, any studio record and send your lines over. It's not like you've got to go. Right, okay, the the studio that's producing this is in LA and they're in New York and they've got to fly over there, or or even out of the US, they could be in any country. They can record it anywhere and send send the audio files. So I suppose that's why it makes it a little bit easier now. For, for those kind of things to happen but that regardless that is that is that's still some there's some big catches in there isn't it and i enjoyed season one too so looking forward to season two i love arsenio hall too like man that dude is so funny like he he was so great in coming to america and him and eddie murphy played like half the characters yeah. in that movie yeah. i mean you know like i remember growing up and watching that movie and then like my parents one time were like yeah you know arsenio played that character Arsenio played that and I was like what like I, I went for years and never even realized that you there's, know like he's incredibly there's, talented there's your Kang right there yeah mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> there you go yeah, yeah. <laughs> um Deadpool 3 uh Disney has officially changed Deadpool 3 to untitled Deadpool movie for their marketing distribution which means the title is probably going to give it away if they're doing going to this link because at this point in time we'd have a title for a movie already right and the fact that they kept it generic and now it's untitled means that it's probably going to be in Deadpool Kills the Fox first. I wouldn't be surprised um, if that's the, the, that's the title. Um, and Sean Levy has stated that Deadpool 3 would not be the film's final title. Um, also via cryptic uh, uh, HD quality, um, Deadpool 3 teaser will probably be released during the Super Bowl in February. So looking forward to the, which makes sense. That's one of the biggest primetime slots right there. If you're going to do that for the first time, the Super Bowl is the time to do it. So for sure. 
Um, Captain America Brave New World. Um, via Deadline, Marvel Studios has reportedly hired Matthew Orton for Moon Knight to write additional scenes and material. So, remember that Remember that Moon Knight might be in this series that, that was going floating around? Hmm. What happened? Maybe he writes them in. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, I mean, you also got to think Deadpool's not, like, mentally sound either. And for a character like Moon Knight, Moon Knight's definitely going through some mental stuff. So, I mean, like, you kind of, they're not the same character, obviously, but you can kind of take some aspects from that Moon Knight writing and kind of throw it into Deadpool. Because... Well, this is Captain America, not Deadpool. Oh, oh my bad. I'm sorry. That you yeah, you're Deadpool. right. I apologize. You're fine. So, yeah. But the whole thing with probably Sam's struggle, you know, that he's Captain America now and the whole thing with the the whole Ross angle and mm. the Gamma stuff, you know, I could see some of that. Maybe some surface and society stuff also as well from experimentation, that kind of stuff, so. Yeah, I mean, and if they do do the thing with Ross with being, like, the Red Hulk and everything like that, you have that kind of dual identity thing going on. I mean, Mark Spector kind of has that, you know, with the multiple identities and everything. So, I mean, I think that'll pay off ultimately, you know. Thunderbolts news. Um, in an interview with the playlist, Wyatt Russell confirms absence of rumored characters. He says Daniel Bro is not going to be in it, but he could play a part in it. I don't know. I haven't read a script yet, but as of now, I'm not sure. He also said Harrison's in Captain Four America Four. I think said Russell. I don't know. I have read a script, so I don't exactly know who's in it. So it's not really a confirmation, but it sounds like that he's not in it. But I have some comments from Daniel Bro also. Um, I know Florence Pugh is in it. I know Sebastian Stan is in it. I know David Harbour is going to be in it. David Harbour is another guy who's like so good. I love everything he does. I love his NHL commercials. He plays this like insane NHL fan guarding the Stanley Cup. I love everybody in it so much. And the director, Jake Schreier, who directed me in HBO's Lodge 49 um, or directed at Lodge 49. I feel very, very lucky. I hope it ends up being as good as I feel lucky. And yeah, I'm excited too. Um, Daniel Bro has comments now on Zemo, so this pretty much says that he's not he's not in it right now. Um, I so I guess if he shows up again, you really need to carefully think what is this crazy little guy up to this time around. So if the right opportunity would come, I wouldn't say no, obviously. But for now, I'm into other things that I'm very happy with because that might have collided. I think they're shooting Thunderbolts right now, so the destiny and fate always. Um, I strongly believe in that. You just follow the path that you were offered to follow. Also, Riot Russell, another interview, says that Thunderbolt starts up in March or April. So as of now, no Zemo. So. Hitmonkey. Season 2. Fifth animation, fifth animated series. <laughs> season 2 is coming in 2024 on Hulu. So. We have some Ryan Gosling news. Ooh. Could this be Ghost Rider? Could this... Come be... on, make him Danny Ketch. Come on. You know? I, I, don't know. He, I can see him as Johnny Blaze, especially after watching the Fall Guy preview. You know? Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I just, I just want to see, like, Danny Ketch and then bring in Keanu Reeves as Johnny Blaze, and then they could have, you know, Danny Ketch and Johnny Blaze, and they could do the whole... They were related mm. and secretly like half brothers, or they could, you know, they they could maybe have multiple Ghost Riders, have Robbie Reyes come in at one point, and yeah, I mean, I think that's the beauty in Ghost Rider, right? Like, there's been a few people that have been Ghost Riders, so you can do kind of a lot with that character. But. The other thought could be Nova. He could be Richard Ryder. 
I've always liked I've always liked that idea, if I'm honest. But via Danner RPK, Ryan Gosling is rumored to have met with Kevin Feige about a role in the MCU. Hmm. What if they bring him as the Beyonder? (laughs) 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 Anyways. What if he's Johnny Storm? (laughs) (laughs) I think he's too old for that role, but that'd be fucking hilarious. Mm -hmm. Um, X-Men news, uh, via Daniel RPK also, Mr. Sinister is reportedly the top contender to become the main villain in MCU's upcoming X-Men project. Magneto is currently not involved in any plans for the feature film. Um, which is fine. They've done that needed so much in the X-Men stuff and both the iterations of it that I'm fine with them pivoting over to Mr. Sinister, which we've only gotten teased in the past yeah. movies. So I'm yeah, really I fine with that. Of his, I want to see him yeah. in all his glory. Which, you know, he's been teased in the Logan movie. He's been teased in New Mutants. And I know those aren't really MCU movies, but like, I mean, we've seen Essex Corp so much. Like they, they took a vial of Wolverine's blood. They say on the sample, like Weapon X, like it's like mentioned it's teased that he's cataloging powers and he's doing all that kind of stuff like it is so 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 over needed by now to see yeah. that character with Agreed. the x-men someone we've already spoke about tonight some i've, I've always i've always had a, a, a flamboyant feeling about uh, mr sinister maybe coleman domingo could do mr sinister I've always pictured um, Brian Cranston in that role. I don't know why. That is the vo- the role Maybe it's the voice yeah. and everything, but I've always pictured him in that role. Mm-hmm. Um, from the chat here, back to the Ryan Gosling thing comment. Uh, he could play either Ghost Rider or Nova. Uh, back to the X-Men's Mr. Sinister comment. Uh, I like they're using Mr. Sinister about time. Exactly. Um, also- out Ryan Gosling is playing Mr. Sinister. <laughs> 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 um... Also, Marvel Comics is set to release a prequel comic in March. It'll be written by Steve Fox and Salvin Espa in collaboration with the X-Men 97 showrunners. So, Interesting. we also have an X-Men game that was leaked in a data breach. Um, so, Sony signs a deal with Marvel to make exclusive X-Men games until 2035. Cool. This was revealed by a cyber attack, a cyber attack data breach. So, who knows if that's still happening, but that's what's coming from that. Um, that's interesting too that Marvel and Sony are still doing, you know, are doing more things together. One that's that's part of the give us some more Spider-Man stuff and we'll give you some other stuff to kind of fill in type stuff. So maybe that's trying to build a bridge or something, yeah. you know. Yeah. Future, so. Uh Star Wars news. So remember we didn't know about the Bad Batch season three and Tales of the Jedi season two mm-hmm. for next year. They weren't on the announcement before. Well, guess what? They're coming in 2024 on Disney+. Plus. Ah, uh, cool. Uh, I really enjoyed that Tales of the Jedi. That was really good fun. I, re- I really like watching all of those. They, they they all sort of added little sort of um, layers to each of those characters' stories. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. I never got into Bad Batch, um, sadly. But uh, apparently it's very good. I got to go rewatch it. I didn't, I, it was kind of my background noise, so I got to go back and rewatch it and pay attention to it. Yeah, I've watched a few of them. But um, we, you know, my my boys couldn't get into it either, which um, and they're they're big Star Wars animations fans and, and fans of Star Wars of that era, that Clone Wars, you know, the Stormtroopers, all of that, that big era. They're big fans of it, and they couldn't get into it either. So, yeah, maybe I should go back and try and watch it, but we'll see. Uh, moving on to DCU stuff, um, Superman Legacy news: James Gunn via social media debunks Kurt Russell's casting as Jor El. And hence that 
that will be portrayed by a young actor in Superman Legacy. What if it's Wyatt Russell? <laughs> you know? Speaking of the Russells, if you haven't watched Monarch Legacy of Monsters, that show is so good and how they bounce back and forth between the the early days of Monarch and into uh, the time between um, um, Godzilla Legacy or King of Monsters um, and now. So... You haven't watched it, watch it, because they both played great roles in that series. Um, but he says, uh, James Gunn about Superman Legacy, I just answered this to someone else, but no, love Kurt, and although the Moors of Krypton are certainly different than ours, um, I'm not sure I see him as the first father of a, of a newborn. So. Then there was reports that Palm Climbing Teeth, who plays... Um, Mantis. Mantis, thank you, I went blank there. Mantis, who played Mantis in the MCU... They were saying that she was cast in an unknown role. And that was going around for a while. I think, like, even Variety or somebody else actually reported this, too. James Gunn came to social media again to talk about this. Despite Palm being one of my favorite actors to work with, this is 100% not true. Not only is Palm not in the movie, but no one has ever discussed her being in the movie. Nor do I have any idea what role she would possibly play. So... I feel like people are just naming characters from previous, like, gun <laughs> movies. I mean, Kurt Russell was Ego, right? Like, you know, that's Mantis. Like, I mean, I feel like they're going to start being like, what is Dave Bautista cast as in the DC movies now? You know, things like I do, that. I do feel like James Gunn might be one of those directors who has got very loyal actors that work with him. Yep. Do you know what I mean? That, that will go and work with him on whatever he works with. I just, I, I feel like he's that, I feel like he's got that kind of, maybe like addictive personality to the people that he works with uh, I, don't, I don't know i don't know it's just i'm just a guess but chris pratt is so perfect for booster gold like i mean if he doesn't if he doesn't do that i mean i'm i would be blown away because i mean that is just right up his alley yeah. i feel like it's such a goofy character and i mean it's kind of like star lord in a way but just a time traveler instead of just traveling space and stuff you know uh, made for him yeah Plus, back on the comment about James Gunn working with people that he knows over and over, it's like, you know how they work, you can trust them, Yeah, you know what they're going to bring to the table, so there's that aspect to it as well, so. Um, what if they put, um, what's his name, John Cena as Jarrell? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's already a peacemaker. So I know, I but mean... it'd be, you know, <laughs> dual roles, on, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, from the chat here, back on the Star Wars stuff, I really like to see Star Wars go way back in history and do some pre-Empire Jedi Order kind of thing. And I think they are in some of the products that were announced before. Yeah. We there's they haven't gotten anything. Yeah, you've win got, yet. Um, the acolyte. Yep. that's going to be set a long time ago. And I think there is rumors about a, a Knights of the Old Republic series yep. as well, which would be really really cool. Um, but yeah, the acolyte is definitely coming out. Um. James Gunn also said that uh, or via social media also reveals why the Batman isn't part of the DCU. Um, it's not an allowed thing. It's Matt's choice and we respect that. So basically Matt Reeves wants to keep that separate from the DCU and keep it its own self-contained thing it sounds like. So basically the Penguin and anything else will be Elseworlds projects basically. Awesome. So to hear. yeah anything related to the Batman is going to be basically Elseworlds. Mm-hmm. Um Speaking of Elseworlds, Joker 2, uh, James Gunn said he watched Joker 2 and given notes. Uh, but the film is mostly with WB, where it started, everything moving forward in live action we're involved with. So that's probably an Elseworlds project too, I bet, is the Joker 2. 
Um, also, there's going to be a new intro sequence for DCU projects. But James Gunn says there will be um, a different one for Elseworlds projects. So DCU will have its one intro. If it's not DCU and labeled Elseworlds, it's going to have its own intro. So good. Uh, Warner Brothers is making some moves lately. Uh, the first one uh, was Tubi and WD have, uh, or WB, not WD, not WD40. I'm thinking, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Warner Brothers <laughs> and Tubi, yeah, have signed a deal to bring all DC movies to Tubi to stream for free, including new releases like the Batman, Suicide Squad, and more DC movies slash TV shows. Okay. Oh, let me go back. Um, let's rewind back to the MCU. So how many live action series will be in 2024? Uh, three live action series right now. Echo, uh, Deadpool 3, and Agatha live action. Um, as far as animated, there's five. X-Men 97, uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur Season 2. Hit Monkey. Hit Monkey. Uh, Spider your, your Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Uh, and the Black Panther one. That's five, right? I said? Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so those are your five. So five animated, three live action right now. Two Disney Plus, one movie. Yep. Only two Disney Plus next year shows? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Honestly, else comes out. You've, so. obviously got, you've obviously got then the Sony stuff because you've got, yeah. you've got Craven, Madam Web. Across the Spider Verse or Beyond the Spider Verse next year or is that 2025? Uh, I think they've put that back to 2025. Okay. Yeah, I, for, I forgot about Craven Man Man Web because honestly, I'll probably let's, stream to see those. Forget about them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anywho, um, so there's your deal with that one. Um, Dune news: uh, Warner Brothers has reportedly given a third film the green light for Dune. Uh, so Jeff Snyder uh, has shared that Warner Brothers is so bullish on uh, Villanueva's vision for Dune that Part Three has been already been greenlit for 2027, release date in mind. Why the optimism? According to Snyder, WB sees part two as a home run, and internally, I'm hearing the studio is already projecting opening north of 100 million. Mm. So. I enjoyed the first one. Mm -hmm. I, I, I've never never seen the original movie. Oh, could have watched the original. It's all wrapped up in that movie, too. That's so... Right. Yeah, it's, it's the 80s stuff, but it's so good. Yeah, okay. I, I, I might give it a go, but um, yeah, I, I did watch this new one. It took me 20 30 minutes to get into it but once i did i was like oh, okay yeah they're really building like a a universe here never watched the dune movies either so to be honest yeah, give give it give it a go give it a go it's all right i call my, my dad voice to, to, to kids the voice because when we're like out especially to my kids or just other kids or our friends are like hey jarring get the kids round up and i use my dad voice and they all can run in yep nice. so I call my dad voice the voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last bit of news here, uh, WB possibly expanding uh, via Axios. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery in talks to merge with Paramount. David Zaslav met with Bob Backish on Tuesday at Paramount HQ to discuss. Zaslav also has spoken to Sherry Redstone about a deal. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery has hired bankers. <laughs> just 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 bankers so it's like is like Warner Brothers trying to be the Disney on the other side you know Disney requiring other studios that kind of stuff it looks like WB is trying to follow Disney and do the same thing maybe maybe but it um, gives you more streamers you know Paramount's got Paramount Plus you know the streaming side of things you know they're going to Tubi who's free you know maybe that ad revenue from Tubi is going to help them out a lot too who knows 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's about that time where we've hit that point where streaming services are going to start bundling with each other and start offering, like, joint packages. I mean, we've already kind of seen that a little bit with, like, Disney, Hulu, ESPN kind of starting to be bundled together. Well, even now, um, if you have the Showtime subscription, they're bumping their price up slightly, and now you get Paramount Plus with your Showtime piece. I got an email about that. So, so, so over here, um, if you subscribe to sky television um you can get netflix bundled in with it already so yeah there is that, that is starting to happen mm -hmm. oh one last thing too uh aquaman the lost hmm. kingdom apparently there's no premiere um they had some kind of thing this week but it really wasn't really a premiere it was just some kind of get together some kind of party but not really any kind of premiere that i've seen going on so it further goes to show you that they're kind of sandbagging the DCEU and looks like the final ship to sail is going to be Aquaman the Lost Kingdom. Alex, I am wrong. I am so wrong. I thought Jason Momoa's fan base could save this film. Uh -huh. And it looks like from the tracking that it's not going to do... From the tracking that I've seen so far, Blue Beetle will outdo Aquaman <laughs> the Lost Kingdom. So. Yeah, and I think I've seen that, like, for opening weekend, just from ticket sales already, they've not even hit $40 million. Yeah. I know a lot of movies are struggling right now. Like, I keep seeing number one movies come out, and they're not, you know, blowing $50 million by any means, like, getting past that point. I feel like at the box office, it just seems to be something right now. But I feel like with this movie, like, there's a lot of, like, people that are just, they just don't care. And it kind of feels like, you know, not only has that ship sailed, but it feels like kind of like a Viking burial. Like they just lit it on fire and pushed it out to sea kind of type of thing. And they're and, just going to let it just do its thing. And it's Christmas season and they're killing that baby and no one wants to see that baby get killed. on Christmas, no, Christmas. right? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Christmas but, about the baby, you know? <laughs> it, it, is, it is incredibly weird that they brought that about like during three days before christmas that i think is when the release date is, is on december 22nd like for an aquaman movie like i totally expected them to release this like because i don't think we're really getting a super or like a superman legacy movie until 2025 so there really won't be like any dc stuff i don't think really next year if i'm i might be wrong on that but you know like i don't know i just feel like aquaman's been kind of put out into a pasture and it's kind of like well if it does anything great it's just yeah. a bonus if it makes money if not well then oh well like out with the old kind of type of thing. See, this is my segment right here. Um, I'll watch it, but not at the theater. Most won't invest in it uh, because it's not going anywhere from the chat. And exactly, I'm not going to probably watch it in the theater. I'll watch it at home. Like, we almost went to the theater to go see the new Hunger Games movie, but now it's already on streaming. You can watch it. So it's like, if you already can watch it in the comfort of your own home, you know, there you go. Um, yeah, I think if it's not something that you're overly fussed about, then yeah, maybe. But uh, I think we do, we do need do still need to be going to theaters i think otherwise we're going to be stuck in our houses and not doing anything else and i'm seeing that the discourse out there people making excuses for some of these movies not performing well like they're saying that wonka is not going to do even close as much as as the marvels did and people are like well the marvels was a, it's only the problem not because of the what's going on right now and it's like the marvels is fine you people are just being weirdos um <laughs> but they're like well wonka's budget was you know was so much smaller and they're gonna make their budget back so it doesn't really matter it's like why are you moving goalposts here for box office on films? The box office is the box office, right? You know, just because you have all that 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 toxicity towards the Marvels and that kind of stuff, because it's a female directed, female starring film, you know, you, you throw all the hate about that box office, but everything else you're moving goalposts on. Like I'm waiting, I'm waiting to see the goalposts get moved for Aquaman Lost Kingdom when it doesn't do well. 
Yeah, and I mean, I think that kind of goes back to my point that, like, I don't really think even number one movies in the theaters are doing well right now. Like, Wonka was, like, number one in its release, like, weekend or whatever when it came out. Um, and it's still not, like, it's not killing it. I mean, it's it does have a low budget. I think its budget was, like, $125 million. Yeah. I could be wrong about that. But, like, I definitely think that's one of the biggest problems with movies coming out now is, is when you make a movie that has a 250 or $300 million budget, that's huge. And then you make a movie like Wonka that comes out and it makes, like, a third of its budget and it's, like, opening weekend. It's like, dude, that's great. Like, and that's just domestic, of course. I mean, but Wonka will do great worldwide, in my opinion. Um, Wonka is one of those stories where you can kind of retell that story probably 15 different times well, over the next, you know, years and it'll be good. And this Wonka story is not the same one, right? This is a different mm -hmm. Wonka story. This is like the prequel, how Wonka became Wonka, right? Wonka, Where Wonka, as yeah. the original Wonka, where he was already Wonka and, and Charlie and the Great Gas Elevator, that kind of stuff. And the whole Johnny Depp one, that was basically a remake of the same Wonka that we, we've seen as kids. So this one's a different story. So I like when they do that. Like, I'll probably watch it with my kids. If my kids, they want to go see it, you know, I might take them over the break because they're on Christmas break as of today um, mm -hmm. and until the 8th of January. So um, I'll probably, if they want to go see it, I'll, I'll probably take them to go see it maybe. But other than that, I'll probably wait till streaming comes out. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably watch that too. I didn't know that it was like kind of different in that way that it, it was a prequel but i mean who i mean if you don't like willy wonka and any of the those movies i feel like you know even with gene wilder like i've seen that movie probably a hundred times in my lifetime like they used to play it on tv all the time yeah you know? so you know like um i know that's old but it's just kind of a classic willy wonka is kind of a classic so it may not do a ton of money right up front but i think it will do pretty well in theaters over time like it'll probably slowly kind of dwindle down at the box office for sure hey one last thing Iron Man 3 is a Christmas movie <laughs> <laughs> get it in get it in over the next week or so yeah, yeah. Um, right let's wrap this up then guys so uh, that'd be us for 2023 um, just uh, want to wish all of our listeners and all the people that, uh, that comment and take the time to subscribe to the channel and like the videos um a, a merry christmas and a happy new year and um you know thank you for supporting us thank you for for being part of uh, our show uh, and yeah have a great holidays we'll be back uh, in the new year we'll be talking about what if we'll be maybe talking about echo depending on when we get on that but uh, yeah in the meantime consume all the comic nerd christmas movies you can get your hands on yep and i want to echo what andy says and happy holidays happy new year merry christmas and um between now and our next appearance you'll be seeing clips we posted uh bits from our, our episodes this is the end of season three for us so we'll see you live for season four after the new year love it awesome. all right take care see you guys bye